Good morning. Welcome to this third Sunday in Advent. Very special morning. Uh, lessons and carols with our choir. Thank you, choir, for being here and, and praise team. Uh, delighted that you could be here this morning to celebrate the wonder and the majesty, the beautiful music, and the telling of the greatest story in the world. Uh, today is a very special day. I'm wearing my, my special stole that a young man uh, named Jonathan, not this Jonathan, a young man that I discipled who's now a pastor, uh, traveled to the Holy Land and went to Bethlehem and, and brought this back for me. So I'm wearing that uh, this morning as we remember uh, what happened in Bethlehem, as we remember what God did 2,000 years ago and what he's doing even this morning. A couple of announcements for you. Uh, next Sunday, the 21st, uh, Pastor Andy's last Sunday, he'll be preaching. And then immediately following our 830 service, we'll have a brief congregational meeting uh, and then a celebration of the Nagels down in the Fellowship Hall. So I hope that you will uh, join us for that. Join us after the service down in the Fellowship Hall as well as we have one of our uh, local uh, missionaries that we support coming to share a few minutes of uh, uh, insight about what's happening in his ministry. And a final uh, announcement about scheduling. Uh, it bears repeating over and over again so you know, so that you can tell your neighbors, Christmas Eve, 5, 7, and 9, family-friendly service at 5, then 7 and 9. I'm thinking no fire at 5, but I might get some glow sticks. Maybe that will be glow sticks during Silent Night. And then on the 28th uh, of December, we will have one service at 11 a.m. So please uh, keep that in mind. Let's, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning in which we celebrate your son and we celebrate your love for the world that you gave him, Lord, for us and for our salvation. And so, Lord, we pray that as the, as the choir leads us, as the praise team leads us, as readers come and, and share the good news of great joy, Lord, that you would minister to our hearts in this hour. And, Lord, even as the choir begins to sing once in Royal David City, uh, Lord, we pray that we would be um, transported back to that great city and into that space of, of communion with you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
On this third day of Advent, we remember that the Christmas announcement was good news of great joy. The day of Christ's birth approaches, and we wait in joyful, joyful anticipation. For, for Christ is, all, is not only our hope and our peace, Christ is also our joy. Hear the words of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 35, verse 10. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and sighting shall flee away. Let us pray. Loving God, we rejoice that you did not leave us dead in our trespasses and sins, but you came to make your blessings flow far as the curse is found. We acknowledge that we were the rebels that you came to redeem. We confess that it was our sinfulness that called for a savior. We confess our sins to you now, humbly but joyfully, for you have paid our ransom. Hear our confessions, for we lift them to you in the strong name of Jesus, the joy of heaven. We light this candle as a symbol of the light of joy that is ours in Jesus Christ. We rejoice in the salvation he offers to all who trust in him. Let us walk in the light of the Lord, who is our hope, our peace, and our joy. Let us continue in worshiping our Lord. As the choir sings, How Sweet the Day, please stand. Or, you, you may be seated, actually. Oh, no, no, yeah. no problem. was born when God himself took human form he came to wash our sins away our death to die our debt to pay how sweet the day when Christ was born the one who frees us from our fears he came to break the power of sin and give us power to follow him oh sing for joy lift up your voice let us sing for joy the whole earth let us sing for joy to the sun. For Jesus our Savior has come. How sweet the day when Christ returns. We'll see the one for whom we yearn. Then we'll look for upon his face our hearts. 
first lesson comes from the book of Genesis, chapter 3. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid. Because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree, whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldst not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. And it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. And unto Adam he said, 
because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. For out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. Thanks be to God.
The second lesson comes from the book of Genesis, chapter 22. And the angel of the Lord called upon Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself I have sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld my son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. Thanks be to God.
third lesson comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 9. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. Thou hast multiplied the nation and not increased the joy. They joy before thee according to the joy in harvest, and as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every battle of the warrior is with confused noise and garments rolled in blood, but this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born, unto us a Savior is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it, and to establishment with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Thanks be to God.
the earth rejoice, your Creator reigns as the only awesome God, the Alpha and the Omega, who was, is, and is to come. Let the oceans roar and the mountains sing, he provides for all he has made. So be comforted as he rules with grace. Rejoice, all the earth, rejoice. All the world rejoice, for the baby comes as a humble prince in the night. The Word made flesh, Emmanuel, the everlasting life. Let the warmth of heaven reach the coldest heart with the gospel of His grace. For His heel will bruise a serpent's head. Rejoice, all the world, rejoice. Church, rejoice for your King returns on a white horse wearing a crown. He will break the sky with the shout descending from the cloud. Then the dead will rise from the land and sea, and his people will ascend. Rejoice, all the church, rejoice. Then the dead will rise from the land and sea. All his people will ascend. We will reign with him for eternity. Rejoice, all the church, rejoice.
friends, let's respond by uh, the collection of the offerings and tithes uh, with joy for what the Lord is doing in our midst. May God bless you as you give generously.
The fifth lesson comes from the book of John, chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was nothing, anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came from, for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not the light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteneth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the world was flesh, and the word was flesh, I'm sorry, and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Thanks be to God.
Amen. We proclaim Jesus Christ, the newborn King, came down from heaven to live a life that we should have. God entered the world as a babe to achieve a salvation that we could not achieve for ourselves, saving us, transforming us, forming us into a new humanity, and eventually renewing the whole world and creation. This is the good news. The gospel is good news of gracious acceptance. The gospel is good news of changed lives. The gospel is good news of the new world coming. Jesus started a revolution, a new order in which Christ followers no longer are controlled by material goods or worldly status, but have solidarity with others across all kinds of barriers. Because our citizenship is in heaven, we are pilgrims passing through. And we together believe in him and love him and treasure him as our sin-bearing, righteous-providing, life-giving Lord, by whom everyone who has ears to hear and eyes to see can live a new life now and can inherit eternal and everlasting joy with God forever and ever. That is the great tidings of Christmas joy. That is why Jesus came to earth. Jesus summed it up in his own words this way in Luke chapter 19, verse 10. I have come to seek and to save that which was lost. The Lord of the universe came down from heaven. But my question is, why did he come down the way he did? Why did Jesus come to earth this way? You'd think with all the pre-planning God made for Jesus' birth, all the messianic predictions clearly fulfilled in his birth, even having a hand in an empire-wide census that would bring Mary and Joseph to David's city, to Bethlehem, to fulfill prophecy, you would think with all that pre-planning, God surely could have seen to it that they would have had a room in the inn. He could have seen to it that Jesus was born to a wealthy family, Maybe a Roman family, a family of culture and position and status. As we think more about the incredible story of Christmas and Jesus' life, more questions emerge. Why didn't he turn the stones into bread in the wilderness? He could have called down 10,000 angels to aid him at Gethsemane. He could have come down from the cross and saved himself. Why didn't Jesus come a different way? Why this way? Why the hard way? The Bible says God's will was that though Christ was rich, yet for your sake he became poor. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that by his poverty, he can make you rich. 
his gift to us and to all the world was that he didn't stay home in heaven, but came to be born in a barn and to die on a cross in order that we might be made rich in the life to come. The no vacancy sign at all of the inns in Bethlehem were for your sake, because the road to Calvary began there on that cold, dark night. God could have seen to it that Jesus had a room at his birth, but that would have been a detour off the road to Calvary. He gave up his heavenly glory in order to live as one of us, but not as most of us here. No, he came to live as a poor man, often a homeless man. Circumstances that you and I, for most part here, will never know, so that we could one day be rich. Not rich by worldly standards, but rich in heavenly ways, in precious heavenly ways that give anxious people hope, that turn angry people into peacemakers, that move people from being self-centers into lovers of others, not rich by worldly standards, but rich in heavenly ways that turn selfish people into joyful, generous givers, investors of their time and their talent and their treasure for a cause larger than themselves. Friends, as you prepare to give gifts to your loved ones this Christmas, remember to first find expression of gratitude to Christ our King. Emmanuel, God with us, who came to earth for you and for me and for all. Let's pray. O Lord, we are reminded now that we have been made rich in heavenly ways because you are willing to give up heaven for us. And Lord, we pray that your kingdom would continue to come and be realized in a world filled with strife and division and divisiveness and enmity and war and rumors of war. God, please come. Come at this time. And Lord, may we be heralds of good news of great joy. Not only in our homes, not only here at church, but Lord, out there, out where there are people in need out to the very corners of the globe in which your message must continue to be proclaimed until you come to make all things new. Father, we pray for those who are unable to worship with us today due to physical disabilities or mental illness or, or fallen spirit. We pray, Lord, that you would minister to them by your spirit even now. We pray, Lord, a dear one asks for prayers for a friend whose marriage is broken. Her friend is seeking peace and guidance for her future. And so we pray, interceding on her behalf, Lord Jesus, Prince of Peace, come and minister to this dear one and bring healing in this family and this couple. And Father, we pray for Susan's father, Orlando, having cataract surgery on Thursday. We pray, Lord, for successful surgery and for complete healing. All this, Lord, we ask because you've invited us to speak to you and that you've promised to hear us and we are 
so in awe that we would have the opportunity to intercede for one another, to share our concerns before you and, and trust, uh, trust them all to you, knowing that you are sovereign and you are in control of all things. And so we pray as you taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Friends, let's stand together and sing our closing hymn, Silent Night, Holy Night.
May the joy of your salvation be renewed in this morning's service and throughout this Sabbath Sunday, this first day of the week. And may Christ go with you and bless you as you are a blessing to those around you. God bless you and Merry Christmas.